0: Wednesday another episode welcome back to the Crescent Sports Report I'm your host Troy Schrader back with my other host Cole hi Evan's not here today Austin what's going on how's it going all right uh real quick just wanted to shout out the uh Crescent producing all these episodes they're the ones sponsoring us it's Crescent Magazine go ahead follow us on our all our socials Crescent Magazine on Instagram Crescent Magazine one on Twitter and UE Crescent Magazine on Facebook definitely follow the Instagram super active on that now, real quick, I just want to start off by saying somebody here made their ESPN debut yesterday and it was not me or Cole. Yes, I did. Round of applause. Round of applause. How was that?
1: Um, so I was nervous like the whole time leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I we can talk about you cuz yeah. you have made your ESPN debut. It's I been have, yes. a couple of months, but yeah. um the whole like day leading up to it. I was just nervous as hell. Like butterflies and then mm-hmm. It started to set in once we were like practicing the open, like oh yeah, shit, there's no going out of this now.
0: I know it's when we were kind of I was in there. I did mine with Jonathan, so I was in there and him and I are talking. I'm like, I'm trying to like take deep breaths, like I'm trying to just stay loose. And as soon as uh they're like, okay guys, we're gonna practice the open here. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And then we run the open and I'm just I'm like super nonchalant, like I and Jonathan's like, hey, you're being. Super energetic when we're talking in the booth. But with this open, make sure you're keeping that same energy. Like, you got this. Don't worry about it. I think we did the uh, open three times because either I messed it up or something got messed up. But towards the end, I was like, oh, my God. like I was like shitting bricks.
1: We we restarted one of your opens because you said he hit the crap out of that ball. And I'm like, I don't think we can do that. Like, obviously, you know, through a podcast here, we can yeah. you know curse. But on ESPN Airwaves, it's different. I'm pretty sure you said he hit the crap out of that ball. And we're like, oh, I yeah, did. we had to restart that.
0: Yeah, you can't, they're like, can't say crap on air. I'm like, oh, like, I mean, I, I figured I was going to be accidentally dropping, like, actual curse words, like, damn, hit the shit out of that one.
1: Yeah, um, my parents listen to this, so they're not going to be happy when I say this, but that was, that was one of my main worries. Like, I was going to be like, oh, shit, like, if, if a play happened. Luckily, that didn't happen last night. But yeah. one of my biggest, like, things is, you know, last week I ran, like, my my train of thought just stopped, and I said, oh, never mind. I don't know what I was going to say. You can't do that mm-hmm. on TV. Like, You have to have a thought.
0: Yeah, you have to stay locked in. And even if you kind of take like an awkward pause, it's still going to sound weird, but you can't just stop talking. Yeah. I think I had maybe one of those moments where I sort of stopped, but it was because a play was happening and Jonathan started to give a play-by-play. So I was in the middle of a thought, stopped, and just let him talk. But I mean, at least it wasn't like I just cut it off dead air.
1: And on the same note, there were a lot of times where I ended a sentence like I was going to say something else, but like, that's how I wanted a sentence. And like that's how I wanted to end the sentence. And I'm like... That sounds really weird if you think about it, because it sounds like my voice is inflecting, like, oh, you have more to say. And then it's just dead silence. And
0: you yeah. know. Some of the things I was saying, it felt like Jonathan was not happy with me, because I felt like he was wanting to make it a smooth one. And I was saying some stuff that was, like, maybe a little more, like, entertainment value. Like, uh, Brendan Horde hit a huge three-run shot in that game that I was uh, in the booth. And I said, oh, you give him a pitch center cut like that, he's going to hit that out every day of the week and twice on a Tuesday. And Jonathan just kind of looked over at me. I'm like, okay, either he laughed and doesn't want to laugh or he's angry that I said that. And I wasn't sure which one.
1: I would really hope it was the first part because, I mean, that, that's a good – I mean, you you analyzed it well. Maybe, like, not something you would expect from a sports broadcast, but I, yeah. I I don't know what the problem would be. I know.
0: it That whole sequence, I felt like I was I was just kind of – I don't know, talking out my ass. It felt like everything I was saying, I'm just like, why am I saying this? But, like, it's kind of funny. Because he hit that, and I, like, uh, and I jinxed it right away because the pitcher was thrown really well. Come out of the bullpen. Yui uh, had been swinging it well. He gives him, like, three and am like, wow, he's really been huge out of the bullpen. Oh, and Horde just, like, as I said, oh, just drills a ball. And Jonathan starts going off, and I go, I jinxed that one. That was the first thing I said after that. And then it's just flying over by the Lloyd, and I'm like, heads up to the houses. This ball was mashed.
1: Did you actually say that? I don't remember.
0: I think I said something like that. I said, watch out for the houses. And then I think earlier on I was talking about Chase Hug because he was raking that weekend. And I said that he uh, smells what the rock is cooking. I, I remember uh, that. Yeah, there was another one. I said I wanted to say somebody was, out, was going to out pizza the hut, but Cole told me that was stupid, so I didn't use that one. Because I, I, I want to run it by him beforehand. Just make sure that someone doesn't hear me like, dude, that's so dumb. Why would you say that?
1: Yeah, that one. I, I enjoyed the, can you smell the rock is cooking? I, but I thought, I, the, yeah. the, the out pizza, the hut, that would have been out of place.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, like, going to be maybe – I mean, I have some humor like that sometimes where it's, like, it's so stupid it's funny. I don't know if on ESPN is really the place to try that. So that's why I was running those things by people before I go saying it on air, and it's just stupid. Yeah,
1: luckily, um, Graham Doty was my play player, and he was really good. He kind of – I tried to add some of that entertainment value. I said, um, Hannah Hood got a hold of one, and it was foul. And I go, the people at the baseball field, because baseball is playing, and Sam was like, they better take cover over there.
0: Yeah, and I did. And he luckily
1: played it off, and I was like, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I did hear that one. I I tuned in because I, I knew that you were doing one around here, and I looked at the, the sheet, and I saw that you were doing the one yesterday. And it, it was perfect because I was probably going to watch it anyway because I went to high school with a few of the girls that play for SIUE. So I was like, all right. And I'm friends with, like, some of their relatives or, like, siblings or whatnot. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll throw the game on. And I looked. I'm like, Austin's calling. It's his debut. Hell, yeah, I'm going to turn this on. So I was doing the Excel project watching your game.
1: Yeah. I I do got to ask you because, you know, you've done the analyst part. How hard was it? Like, you know baseball pretty well. And baseball and softball are obviously similar. Yeah. It felt like I had no idea what the heck I was talking about for softball because there's just so many, like, different intricacies of softball that are not in baseball. Uh So I'm like – my biggest fear was describing the pitches. Like, they don't call it a changeup, a curveball, a sinker. Yeah, like they a don't.
0: D- a drop ball, a riser. Yeah. Like yeah. Weird titles for yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And, like, luckily, Graham kind of gave me, like, the ins and outs of what a drop ball pitcher does and what a rise ball pitcher does. So I used that to my advantage. Hopefully, he didn't get mad that I kind of just used information I learned an hour before the game. But
0: I mean, I was. I think there was about a game about two weeks ago. And. Ed needed an uh, announcer for it, and I was originally – he said we need an announcer for this Friday, and I was originally like, oh, my gosh, like I'll do that. Like we need someone, like I'll, I'll take any opportunities I can get. But then I realized I was getting my wisdom teeth out that day, so I, that didn't work. But I was thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I was thinking that exact same thing as you. I'm like, there are like just a few things that are a little bit different than baseball. they like, I'm definitely going to have to try to research things and see what is different and then see what I would actually have to do to – Make sure I'm not tripping up. Yeah,
1: and this will this can be the last point of it, but this didn't apply to me at least. I don't think so, and I wasn't told. But we did we did a softball series. I think it was Easter weekend,
0: and we had a. That's when I had my wisdom teeth out.
1: Yeah, and we we had a fan email Ed, saying that our commentators were lukewarm at best. Yikes! So like,
0: and it, it. and these How were, did they get Ed's email that's crazy well
1: I guess like just from the athletics website because it is on there I did oh, look. okay but like the commentators that day were pretty good I guess the there was one play that they were talking about I guess the explanation from the announcers wasn't good enough and that's what the fan decided to pinpoint and it was like you know what your commentators are lukewarm at best
0: oh yikes that's I, who who was doing it that game
1: uh I think it was Riley and Liz oh, which okay. found out Liz is a listener of the Kristen sports report so
0: yeah. shout out liz shout out liz good stuff
1: but yeah i didn't agree with what the fan said but i guess to each their own yeah, have that w- have that fan be in the booth for a game and see how it's like
0: yeah for real it's not as easy it may as it may look absolutely not i was trying to get some feedback after i got done i was like texting maybe like friends or family that was watching it and they were all like oh you did great and it was one of those where I'm like, okay, well, you're my good friend, and you're my aunt, you're my mom and dad. Like, are you really gonna tell me? So I asked Cole, "How did I do?" He goes, "I don't know, I didn't watch."
2: (laughs) To be fair though, I wasn't home to watch it, and I didn't even know he was announcing. You know, you can go back. I mean, it's been two months, but you can go back. I actually
0: tried to look back yesterday. They don't have it on ESPN. So uh, ESPN Plus. I used to have the tab like permanently pulled up, but then my computer crashed one day, and it like the window went away. So I went to go pull it back up, case you know, like if I ever need one, like put it like in a portfolio or. Uh, just watch it, and I went back actually yesterday because I was like, Austin's doing this, I wonder if mine's still on there, and I scrolled back, and it's they only have ESPN Plus like college baseball games on demand for about, I think, right around like three weeks to a month, and then it's just like not on the website anymore.
1: Good to know, good to know. Yeah, I, well, another thing I noticed too is that when searching on ESPN Plus, and this is kind of off topic, but like you don't actually like get the games of the teams, like if you type in Evansville, they don't showcase like what games are coming up, what games are live anymore. That's weird. Like they used to do that for any sport. Now you have to actually go into the sport that they're pl- like into the sport categories and find like on demand. And
0: I have noticed that it is like that now. I mean, I didn't pay a big, att- like large attention to it because most of the time when I'm watching games, it's not like, I mean, no disrespect to Evansville, but it's not like I was like going in there like, oh, let me watch Evansville's game, you know? Yeah, yeah. If I'm going on there, I'm watching like the Power Five teams in college, I'm watching professional sports, and they're going to be the first few options. But I did notice yesterday when I was looking that I had to scroll really far into ESPN Plus. Where it was live, or I had to actually go down and look uh, for leagues because mm-hmm. they have like the MVC on there, and then it shows like all the live and upcoming and on demand games for that.
1: Yeah. So. But yeah, it was fun yesterday.
0: Yeah. Definitely. You got, uh, another game coming up, right?
1: Yeah, May third, baseball nice. versus Butler. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Nice, nice. Should be a good game. We got a good, da- a damn good baseball team.
1: Yeah, we do. We uh run into some troubles against MVC, but. You got some good NBC teams. You have Indiana State, Southern Illinois, Missouri State. They're all good.
0: I mean, we just played a damn good series against SIU too. Yeah, yeah. That Sunday game, we lost by what one, and we would have won that series if we win that game.
1: Yeah, I think they walked it off on that's us. In, I. I in was just night. about
0: to say. I think that's what happened. But
1: and it was a nationally ranked or nationally broadcast.
0: Yeah, ESPNU, right? Yeah. Damn, so. that's crazy.
1: Need some more of that.
0: Yeah, I saw a graphic today that uh, listed SIU as the best baseball team in Illinois, like in, in college.
1: That so, doesn't surprise me. Actually,
0: they're, they're getting love. Yeah, but so we're talking college baseball. Speaking of actual base or not actual, but MLB baseball professional, Max Scherzer got tossed about two, three hours ago. Uh, was watching that game, big Dodgers fan, but they're playing the Mets. He gets tossed. Substance, uh, substance check. Cole, I know you weren't really a fan of it. What, what did you see?
2: Well, knowing. <clears throat> Sorry. Knowing Max Scherzer and how good he is and how dominant he is, I don't think he would ever need to use it. And he showed a lot of emotion when they did eject him, and he did very clearly look like – I don't really know, like, how to describe it, but he looked – Pissed off?
0: <laughs> like Mad Max? Yeah.
2: yeah, he looked pissed off because he was getting ejected because he knew he wasn't cheating and that he tried to exp- – and he tried to explain it was just rosin and sweat, which I don't know. I didn't see it, obviously, or, like actually feel the glove but i believe what he is saying
1: so since you guys watched the game did he get ejected for using a foreign substance in quotes or did he get ejected for arguing with the umpire because i mean he was pretty heated obviously
0: i believe it was for the foreign substance Mm -hmm. but according to the broadcast i'm almost 90 percent sure this is what they said i was also like scrolling on my phone whenever they happened to drop this but they said that he was um, given a warning that he needed to change gloves, I think the inning prior, and then he came back out with the same glove, and then they tossed him, which, I mean, obviously, if you're not cheating, you probably don't see the need, like, well, I'm not cheating, why don't I need to change it? But at the same time, if they tell you, we're going to throw you out if you don't change your glove, and you don't change your glove, what do you think is going to happen? You think there's just going to be like, you know what, Max, we'll let you get away with it this one time.
2: Yeah. What I saw is I believe he, he did change gloves and came out with a new, they brought out a new one because they forced him to change. And then they checked that glove, and then threw him out. So I, that's why it like that also makes me believe he's not because why would he put it on both like two gloves? Okay, thinking but it's going to get.
0: But then it, if it's actually sweat and rosin like he was saying it is, how did he, how did the sweat and rosin get on the glove he wasn't using? What's the rosin there for? What's the sweat there for?
1: Well, well, did he use that secondary glove and then like got out of the inning and then came back with the original glove? Is that what happened? Because if that's the case, then obviously the leftover sweat and rosin from. You know
0: yeah if he used it for an inning I don't remember if he used that one for an inning or if it's like when he was arguing they just brought it back and said he'll switch to this one and i was like no I'm not having it get out but okay but side note I did mention this Colin Austin, before this happened since the um since the substance checks have been implemented and people can be ejected for it there have been three players that have been ejected all three have been. Ejected by umpire Phil Cuzzy. He ejected Max Scherzer today as well, obviously, making it the third. But kind of unreal that it's they implement it, and either Phil Cuzzy is just absolutely reaching to toss people, or people are just like, you know what, Phil Cuzzy, we can take advantage of this guy. I'm curious what the correlation is there.
2: I think it's the first one. I think he's just trying to eject people, because I still don't think Max Scherzer deserved to be tossed today. And I don't know what the other two were. And if you guys do then I might I remember seeing
0: them, that. but like I don't I, I hate to sound like a dick when I say this, but it's like if I were to say your name, say their names, they'd be you guys would be like, who? I'm trying to look it up right now.
1: And another thing too is it's probably one of those cases where was this the first time this year?
0: It, yes, yeah, first time yeah. this year.
1: It could be one of those like well, if we don't toss you out it's gonna be because oh you're Max Scherzer. It could be one of those. I I doubt it. Yeah. And just kind of, like, as a warning, like, oh, just because Max Scherzer, quote-unquote, got away with it, doesn't mean they were an scan
0: It was Hector Santiago last year and Caleb Smith. Actually, no, it wasn't even last year. It was 2021. So, it's been two years since we've imp- implemented that already, which, damn. two peop- No one got ejected last year, and then two in 2021, and Max is the first one since the first season. So, first time in a while. That's quite insane
1: i don't know much about umpires besides obviously angel hernandez and cb buckner buckner sorry mm-hmm. don't want to make him mad he'll throw me out but <laughs> um is, is phil Cuzzy known as someone that like gets under like player skins for like bad calls or just like
0: um i mean when i heard that he was the one that ejected him i was like ah oh, god damn it phil Cuzzy. and it's and I like you said, you only know the name of two umpires, which if you're an MLB umpire and people know your name, that's not a good thing. Like no one's going to be like, wow, this guy's a fantastic umpire. If I knew Phil Cuzzy's name beforehand, that's not a good sign.
1: Unless you're Pat Hoberg, who umpired a perfect game in the World Series last year. But
0: That is true. That was the first ever perfect game. That's, yeah. That is one time. I mean, if you're putting up the first ever umpire perfect game, then like, yeah, go ahead. Like, we'll give you your props. We'll probably know your name from that. But other than that, like I'm trying to rack my brain. And I beforehand I probably could do it, but now like I'm sitting here trying to talk about it and I have no idea any other people's names off the top of my head. But just got a little alert on my phone. Breaking news. Grizzly star, John Moran has been ruled out for game two versus the Lakers. I see Cole Cheese in over there.
2: Yes, that means the Lakers are winning the series.
0: Winning the series, you think?
2: Yes, because they won game one, right? Lakers. The Lakers won game one. So it, with John Morant out this game now, with already having Steven Adams out for this, I believe the rest of the season, and Brandon Clark out the rest of the season, they're missing three of their top four players because, let's be real, Dylan Brooks sucks. So,
0: But he's an antagonist, so well, you better watch out. He's a villain.
2: He still sucks. So now that they're missing three of their to- four top players and they already lost game one, that makes it easy for the Lakers win- to win game two, and that means you lost... Home court advantage, both games, against a team with like the most playoff experience, one of the greatest of all time in LeBron, AD playing very good so far, and then you have to go to Staples Center and try to beat them in at least two of those games because if you don't, then they win the series.
0: Well, this game is in Memphis, so watch out. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. might put up 14 blocks and seven steals.
2: He might. He won't. I know what you mean, though. Yeah,
0: with the the stat padding, air quotes. What are your thoughts on stat padding, Cole? You're always heavily opinionated anytime I ask you anything. So, so what do you mean? Relatively I, – I mean, this is kind of an open question. Austin, this goes to you as well, like on, in any any sport, like anything you can think of, I guess. But stat padding, as in the stat recorders, are giving you more than what you're uh, credited for, than what you should have, or if you're like Russell Westbrook, what people call stat padding, where he just takes a bunch of shit shots to get rebounds and t- makes his teammates shoot it so he can get assists.
2: Honestly, I don't think Russell Westbrook was a stat batter because a lot of people accuse him of, like, uh, his teammates allowing him to get the rebound. But I think that's a strategic thing with allowing him to get the ball because he's one of the fastest, like, in the league. Mm-hmm. And he's their point guard, great facilitator. So I think it was they're like, okay, let him get the rebound so he immediately has the ball. And we don't have to waste time finding him, giving him the ball. He can just get it and go. I think that's what that was. Yeah, he
0: pushes the fast break so well. Like I, I agree with you there, fully. I, so think. I don't
2: think he was ever really a stat padder, and I think his he he do, with stat padding it is usually like you're just doing and you're just like trying to fill a stat uh stat sheet with like empty stats or whatever, not winning games. Russ was winning games. He got his team to the champion or not to the championship, to the playoffs, and I believe won that first round series.
0: In my opinion, the king of empty stats. Carl anthony Towns.
2: Like, what do you mean, though? Because like, I know – I obviously, I just explained what empty stats yeah. are, but, like, what do you mean by – It him?
0: feels like the Timberwolves are never any good, and yet people are always like, oh, dude, Carl anthony Towns, he's a top-five center in the league. He's a stud. Like, watch out. Like, this might be the year he – I mean, it's not the past, like, two, three years. It really hasn't been like, oh, watch out. He might take a step. But there have been so many people that have ranked him so highly – And, like, yeah, sure, he might go out and put up, like, a 22 and 9, 10 boards or whatever, but, like, his team is consistently the 7 or the 8 seed, and they're just never any good. Like, they cannot compete against other teams. I'm not a Cat fan. Like, I feel like he constantly complains as well. I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's the type of guy that thinks he deserves calls and then just doesn't get them, but, like, it's deserved. Like, if LeBron's trying to get a call, like, He's LeBron James. You know, sometimes you can do that. But, like, you said the same thing about Spencer Dinwiddie when we were watching the game yesterday. Like, you got to have the right to be able to argue all these types of calls.
2: Yes, like going off what you said, Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie went in for a layup, and then it was a foul call that I wouldn't even see, like, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Giannis get, honestly. And he started crying to the ref, like, oh, give me that call, give me that call. But when it's a call that not even a superstar is going to get, I don't get why you expect him to get it. So, But going back off Carl Anthony Towns, did you watch the play-in game between them, between the Timberwolves and the Lakers?
0: Uh, Like the one that happened last week?
2: Yes, like the play-in game between the Timberwolves yeah, and the I, Lakers. I caught parts of it. Because in that game, I would say Cat had the complete opposite of an empty stats game. Yes, they obviously didn't win, but he did everything he could to keep them in the game. And the Lakers only won by, I want to say, like single digits. And in that game, Cat played good defense. He racked up a lot of assists. I wouldn't be surprised if it was career if it was his career high because he he was facilitating very well. He shot the shit like shot the lights out of the ball and then rebounded very well. But then he got in foul trouble. They had to take him out late in the game, and then it allowed the Lakers to pull away.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely a game that is gonna make my point seem bad. But I don't know. I feel like there are everyone has that one guy that they're yeah. just like way higher, way lower on than. Everybody else, but
1: kind of going back to the stat padding topic you guys were talking about. Am I wrong, or do I feel like that only happens in basketball because that's like the only opportunity for that to happen? Because like I don't watch basketball, I watch baseball, football, and hockey, and I just feel like you can't really do that in the games. Maybe football if you're like in a blowout and it's like just chucking checkdowns to your your tight end or wide receiver,
0: like. I think football It's the only opportunity there. Hockey is maybe if it's, like, an empty net and you give the puck to a certain guy so he can score.
1: Yeah, that that's maybe, true, and like, I usually see those when it's, like, they have a ha- like they can get a hat trick. That's yeah. when I usually see that, mm-hmm. but in terms of, like, other, like, rebounds, blocks, I feel like that's just only in basketball.
2: I believe in – I uh, I agree with you when it comes to hockey and baseball. I don't think that you're ever going to see it, but in football, I think it happens actually quite a bit in the blowouts because, like, we have seen over the past few years below it's, like, occurring a lot. And specifically in 2020, in twenty I'm a Cowboys fan, and our defense sucked that year. And in the first five games when Dak was playing, he, I want to say, racked up, like, 1,900 passing yards in four and a half games because he got hurt in the fifth. And that's an unreal amount, but a lot of those yards, I will agree, came in, like, the late second half when they're down – Eighteen to the Browns, and he's just chucking the ball really far against a sec like a second string defense, and getting a bunch of yards from it, and touchdowns and all of that.
0: I mean, you can't blame Dak for the second You're string right. defense being out there. It'd be one thing if the defense isn't truck. And uh, with basketball, though, like you can tell your teammates, "Hey guys, like get out of the way. Like I can, I want this rebound." Or you pass someone, like shoot this damn basketball. But with football it's not like you, you're playing against a defense. It's not like you really have an opportunity like that. It's not like if you're like a wide receiver, you tell your teammates, Hey, if you catch the ball lateral it to me and so I can run. Like I don't I don't I,
2: I know you're like it's he's, it's not his fault for it, it being a second string defense, but there's a reason they're the second stringers. They suck. Yeah. So it's easy to get yards compared to a first string because it's clear, like a bunch of worse players. I think when you
0: say the term stat padding though, it has like a negative connotation to it. So that's why people think that it's you're doing something wrong. But if you consider football stat padding st- like or consider that stat padding yeah. i i don't I think you either have to remove the connotation from it or you have to come up with a new term because mm-hmm. there's a difference in the stat padding that they're, you're doing in football and the stat padding you're doing in basketball.
1: I can agree with that i I just mm-hmm. when you guys started talking about it I was like I think it only happens in basketball mainly, but
0: yeah. I, the only other sport in baseball we mentioned is the, really the only way is if you were sliding a couple dollars underneath the table to the scorekeeper. And it's just like a hit a ground ball back to the pitcher, dude throws in a 13th throw, like hard hit double in the books. I don't really know what else you can do. Yeah, It's not like yeah, anything you can do. It's really just if the uh, scorekeeper's got your back or something.
2: And like you said, the connotation of stat pad, like how people connotate it and comprehend it, if you want to use it for when like a pitcher com- or position player comes into pitch and the batters are still actually like a, like trying to hit Instead of just going up there, like, whatever, when you're up 11.
0: Yeah, maybe if you're it, that's your you know, kind of like Yerman Mercedes, that's they, they put thinking. a position player out there, and yeah. you're just going up there and hacking, which there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Not, yeah, It's hard to get base hits. You get an opportunity for a free one, like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to go out there and exactly. swing my heart out.
1: If, so. you're, if you're telling me that you're just going to look past a 56-mile-per-hour yeah. floater and not exactly. crush that to the opposite side of the river, like,
2: exactly. And that's what that's why I'm th- I agree with you guys and I'm just saying based on like what some people's connotation of stat padding are you could technically say German yeah. German uh, situation on this.
0: I'm curious what Evan's take would be on this cuz I know that Evan is uh especially with basketball mm-hmm. he's got some some opinions I mean as we all yes. do, but I know that Evan s- likes the way the game should be played, not the way sometimes people play it. I'm I am i am sure he's got a nice take on stat padding that if he were here, he'd definitely be willing to give it to us. We might
1: have to ask him next week, because, I mean, I, I it might not be relevant next week, but you never know.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, a uh, very obvious case shows up in between this Wednesday and next, and we can bring it back up. Well, Russell
2: Westbrook does have two games in between now and next week, so, I mean, there's a chance Russell Westbrook has a, uh, has a stat-padding game. Air quotes around that.
0: Yeah, there is a possibility. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transition this. We're just going to move past the stat padding now unless, you know, someone else has one last point to make. Okay, moving past it. But I know that I've talked about my bets a lot. It's been a big segment on here. So aside from betting in fantasy, just the amount of bad luck that I have endured has been unreal. Juan Soto, I'm looking at his stat cast page right now. Heading into today, he was batting – um, right now, it's, it's listed as he's at 194. I believe that's updated like to this game. He was batting under 180. I want to say heading into today's game, and this dude just gets the un. I, I, he's the most unlucky player in baseball. I swear. Last year, he saw the least amount of strikes out of any hitters. This year, he has he's got a 91st percentile in hard hit percentage. He's the eighty second percentile in expected slugging what is that number, 88%, in, or 80th percentile in barrel percentage, and then his max exit velo is an 80 89th percentile. This dude goes up there, doesn't chase, because his chase rate's at 92, so bro swings at good pitches, barrels the shit out of them, cannot get base hits. It was the same thing as last year. I know Cole loves the shit on Juan Soto, because he's all about Acuna, and thinks Acuna's better, which maybe we can have that conversation right after this, but... Juan Soto, one of the most unlucky players, saw the stat yesterday. Cole's been loving to shit on my fantasy team. I have MJ Melendez on that team, young guy with the Royals. MJ Melendez has nine hard-hit balls with the launch angle between 28 to 37 degrees. And a hard-hit ball, by the way, is classified as 95 miles per hour or harder. So nine balls hit 95 miles an hour harder between 28 and 37 degrees launch angle. That's the most amount of those hits in the MLB. Hitters across the league are hitting... 500 on such batted balls and slugging just under 1800. MG Melendez is 0 for nine on those hits. Like I swear, there there has to be something out there. Like someone spoke something into the universe. I wronged someone, some kid in grade school, and they put a put like a vex on me or a spell. Like this is some like 2000s rom com. I think that actually happened in one of them I saw. I won't lie, but it, it's unreal. I swear, people are just. Like, preying on my downfall. Like, there has to be some sports guy out there that's like, ha <laughs> Troy put stock into this player. Let's just make him be super unlucky. I drafted Alec Manoa as well this year. I had a, felt like a pretty good pitching staff. I was trying to build that up because, I mean, we have, a, in our fantasy league, the way the points work, we have a pretty decent amount of the categories for pitching, and it, it's a category head-to-head matchup. So I needed my pitching staff to be good. I drafted Hunter Green, Sandy Alcantara, Alec Manoa and Spencer Strider for day one or day two starters. And all of them except Spencer Strider have been shit. I'm pretty sure Alec Manoa has a 15 ERA. Like, are, are we serious? Like, what is this?
1: Oh, man, I feel so bad for you.
0: I, it's I, I'm really going through it, man. I'm just going
1: to I have a go ahead. Go ahead. Because you're finishing.
0: It up. feels like every time I turn a baseball game, on, I'm like, you know, what, I got my fancy guy going to let me turn it on. And then I just it's just like a launch pad. Like, it looks like it's Top Golf or something. The balls just fly. I feel like I need to just, like, crack open a cold one and listen to Marvin's room. It's just depressing the whole time.
1: Just real quick, isn't there, like, a baseball version of Top Golf? that I saw?
0: Uh, It's called Home Run Dugout, I think. It's opening in Texas.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I want to go to that.
0: I want to go to that. That sounds awesome. The amount of times that I wish I could just, like, hit BP or just, like, play catch, but Cole refuses to ever play with me pisses me off. But, like, I miss playing baseball. That stuff's fun.
1: Yeah. So, like... Obviously, this is totally off topic for fantasy, like we're talking about fantasy, but like I have that that every time I'm like watching a baseball game, especially college, where I just like, I miss playing like so much. Like I miss when I was basically throwing my arm out because like I was getting pitched every game as a uh, youth player because we had no other pitchers Mm -hmm. I was getting thrown out every game. Like I just, I miss that.
0: Yeah. You're it's you're throwing the, for the fourth time this week. You got a rubber arm. Yeah. You just don't feel anything, and then you're going. Your team's going to Pizza Hut afterwards.
1: Oh no, we weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure I like need Tommy John surgery because like every time I throw a baseball now, there's like a sharp pain from my elbow like all the way up. Uh,
0: but yeah, that doesn't sound promising. So might be something you want to get checked out yeah. if you're ever worried about throwing <laughs> yeah, again.
1: I'll make I'll make a return. I'll yeah. just go straight to the MLB. But anyways, like I just. Every time I watch a baseball game, I'm like, man, I, I wish I, like, I miss being on the mound. I miss stepping into the batter's wax, even though I went like one for 18 every two, five games. Like, I, I miss that.
0: Luckily, Cole and I play in a league back home, like a rec league. And it's for a lot of people that are just kind of like, oh, man, kind of miss playing baseball. So, I, I mean, I'll admit you play Sunday at 11 a.m., a lot of people are showing up to the game and hungover, but not me, not this guy. I take the season way too serious. So, I'm showing up ready to go. I've got I'm like 4 or 5 waters deep. We're playing middle of July. It's hot as shit. All these guys are throwing up because they had too many too many cold ones the night before and I'm just shoving on the mound. Not actually. i is,
1: is it like is it actual baseball
0: or is Yeah, it actual just, baseball. Yes. Sometimes actual- it's just guys that used to play in uh they used to just play like high school baseball, but some of the guys are actually pretty good. Like there's some teams that do take it really serious. Like there's a guy that played he was in spring training with the Astros a few years, and he's, he's won the league MVP the last, like, or not the last few years, one of his teammates does. Weirdly enough, this guy, like I said, played professional baseball for a good while, played Division One baseball, and his teammate, who's a kindergarten teacher, is winning MVPs over him in our league.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy enough, like, this guy's a kindergarten teacher, he's like 6'5 sleeve tattoos, he's one of the scariest looking dudes I've ever seen, and they're like, oh no. He's does he, he
1: have that, like, goatee that's, like, really rugged and...
0: Uh, like he that. has like, like scruff facial hair, not like a goatee, but it's kind of like one of those where he's, it looks like he's got a five o'clock shadow all the time. Okay. But he looks very intimidating, like very scary. He kind of has like that. I kind of like his eyes are always like super close. So he looks like he's like glaring at you. He's, he's intimidating. I won't lie. Like whenever I'm on the mound and he steps up and I'm like, Oh God damn it. I got to pitch to this guy. Are you kidding me? And I, I'll be honest. Like I never give him anything. To hit. Playing that whole team sucks ass. Like last year we played them and we played in a doubleheader. You want to know the scores? First game, twenty-four to one. Got short game. Second game, we lost eighteen nothing. Oh God! This was also like one of the first few weeks, and we're we're one of the teams that just goes out there and tries to have fun. So like, some of us do take it serious, but we're also like, you know what? Like, let's just have some fun. So we're playing guys out of position. We've got we've got like four POs on our team, and they're playing the outfield, not pitching. And then we're putting in a position pl- a literal position player, like where he just goes up there and like just lobs it. And we're playing these, the best team in the league that's won the championship just so many years in a row. And they've got a bunch of college guys, former college guys, professionals. So they're damn good. But, does that,
1: does that kind of ruin the fun of the league or not?
0: Um, having,
1: having a team that is just stacked beyond imagination. It's like the 2016 17
2: Warriors.
0: Uh, I a little bit, yeah. But there's sometimes that the team looks beatable and you're like, oh my gosh, like, we're going to do it. But it doesn't help that the guys that run the league are like, homies with their coaches and whatnot. So it kind of sucks because the league's just glazing them the whole time. So there will be – like, we – not this past year the year before, our team was one of the bottom seeds in the playoffs. And we – if we would have won, we would have played a different team, which was just, like, not that good. Like, we'd already beat them several times. So it's like if we win our first game as the underdog, we're probably going to win the second game, and then we're playing the championship. But – so – The team that's really good won their first round. We upset the team we're playing in in that round. So we're like, all right, sweet, guys. We're going to make the championship. So the team that's really good complains to the league like, oh, well, how come we're the number one seed? We don't have the easiest path to the playoffs. So then the league just like, oh, you know what? You guys are right. And they've been doing bracket play for the 75 years the league's been a thing. But then just because the team complained, they're like, oh, okay, we're going to reseed now, starting now. Like in the middle of the week, they just made a whole league change. And then we got to play the number one team in the league and got stomped. I mean, like, yeah, we would have got stomped to the championship, but, like, we would have made the championship. It would have been a lot cooler.
1: Yeah. It's kind of messed up, but...
0: It's stupid. It's, and it, it they've just... got... And they've got... They have, like, an umpire schedule that they send out, and they send the same umpires to them every single time, and they just... they, Those guys don't care because they've been doing it for so long, so they're kind of just, like, doing it for a paycheck. But they've been with doing it for that team for so long they know all the guys so like they're giving them the benefit of the doubt on every single call so it's hard to win when you have the league on their side and the umpires on their side and when they're way better obviously but yeah it's difficult uh you ever played slow pitch softball
1: no but i really want to
0: i cole and i playing a league back home we, this friday is our first game nice started a, started a team up this year uh we're running at Valbo's tropics that's a, we're, we're, we play for a bar, and we just made made our jerseys like the Flint Tropics. Nice. But that's how the league works. But I know we got pretty sidetracked here talking about playing baseball. Those those were the good old days, though. I miss it. Same.
2: I don't. Why not? I never was a baseball guy. I'm very small, so I'm not going to lie. When I went up to the plate, I was like scared of getting hit because I'm so small. I know it would have hurt worse than like other people. Just get out of the
0: way. You always said that, and I'm like, dude, just get out of the way.
2: But then you're clowned on, and that's like you're supposed to like. That's the thing that when baseball, you, when you're thrown at, kind of, you're supposed to you're, you you got to wear it. Like, that's just not really the it's, MLB it's has it's a gonna...
0: rule saying you have to get out of the way if you can, or you have to at least make it. No,
2: you, but I'm saying like when it's like thrown at your back though, and you got to like turn at it. That's what I'm saying. Like the basic like bean ball.
0: Hell no! Nah. I played baseball my whole life. I've never been hit by a pinch once.
2: Well, I've been hit, and it hurts a lot. I've man. got hit in the head before. Really. Ow.
1: I that? mean, it was, it was a – was it my last year? So it would have been eighth grade. I mean, it was an eighth grade ball, what, what 50, 60 miles per hour. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. yeah, It was mostly the shock of getting beamed in the head that, like, I'm just going to embarrass myself. Like, I cried because like, I got hit in the head. Yeah. It's, like, I, I, I like I wasn't concussed. Like, it hit it hit the helmet, I mean, obviously. So yeah. I had turned, but
0: – I had one of my teammates get hit in the head as well back when we were in grade school. But luckily it was a little bit more of a – um, tame situation. Instead of just getting plunked in the head and like him going down, they threw it at his head and he tried to duck it. They didn't throw it at his head on purpose, but the ball's coming at his head. He tried to duck it and then he stood up thinking he was past his head and perfectly timed it up that it skipped off the top of his helmet and he like launched the ball. Like the baseball went probably 35 feet in the air over the grandstand, across the street. Like it was over the backstop and everything. Like I never seen anything
2: like it. It was like a, it, the, his
0: helmet acted like a trampoline.
1: See, see, when you started talking about that, I thought you were going to say he didn't bring
2: his bat down, so it would have been a foul ball. I no, thought you were gonna say be, he yeah, brought his head up too early and hit him in the jaw.
0: Uh, Cole, knowing him, it would have. It was Parker. It, it probably would have. It's I, no disrespect if Parker's watching this, but like I could have seen it happening. Par, he's just he was one of our friends back home that's just like super like at the time super was goofy. A, he was kind of yeah. like goofy. Just had loved to have a good time. He was always laughing. Kind of uncoordinated at the time, but like he's because he he was like six one, six two as like a thirteen, fourteen year old kid. So it's like it, it, it takes time to grow in your body then. But it was like anything that happened to him physically, it was always just kind of funny to watch because he was like he just get hurt and then just kind of smile about it. But
1: I gotta so actually I want to ask this question. So Cole, what was your sport?
2: Uh, basketball.
1: Do you, like, do you still play? Like, I mean, do you miss that? I mean, that's kind of yes, like what we. Yes,
2: I about. miss it a lot. Yes.
1: Like you know you're watching like, you're probably not watching Evansville, but like you know when you're watching NBA, you're like man, like I wish I was still out there. Like
2: I do. Well, obviously not for the NBA, mm-hmm. which would have been awesome. But yeah, no, I miss it. But, like, the big difference between basketball and baseball is, like, baseball all throughout grade school is, like, so you're obviously going to start getting, like, somewhat competitive in baseball, like, probably fifth, sixth grade in my – would you say that's – Yeah. Well, my dad was always, like, the coach for me in baseball. And so it sucked because, like, as a dad, you're not going to yell at other people's kids, but you're not, like, scared to yell at your own. So, like, in baseball – if there's, like, since I, I was a center fielder, so I was always, like, supposed to take control in the outfield, and if there was a ball hit directly at someone and they dropped it, my dad would still yell at me for not taking over. Or like, if it was mainly their ball, not hit directly at them, but, like, it was their ball and they dropped it, I was yelled at because it was supposed to be, I'm supposed to be the one taking control in the outfield, and I could have gotten to it. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, he was only my coach up until fourth grade, which... Since it's not like that, you're really young. You're not gonna take it seriously. I was able to have other coaches, and they were able to like teach without just yelling at me, kind of like my dad was. So I don't think
0: dad just yelled at you just for the sake of yelling uh, at obviously you. Obviously not, but but he our our dad is very very competitive. Mm-hmm. So he, even just being the coach, if our and I'll be honest, both colonized teams sucked. Like we were not any good, and. So whenever teams lost, my dad would get angry. But it was also like you had whenever your little kids, like you know, you see your like professional players getting angry. So the kids get out, get out. They might slam their bat, they throw their mm-hmm. throw their helmet. But my dad didn't want to yell at any of the other kids. So it's like if Cole and I would, which obviously we're competitors as well. You know, yes. you get it honestly. Yeah. So like our team's playing terrible. Other kids are like spiking bats throwing everything. I come down and I like I get angry and I set my set my helmet down in my bag hard, and then I get my ass chewed. That was. But I think it was just one of those where it was, like, to set an example because it was yeah. one of those, like, that behavior, like, at that age. Like, when you're an eight-year-old kid and the whole team's just flinging shit, like, that's not, not acceptable. So I think our dad used that as an opportunity to just tell everyone yeah. else, like, cut the shit. So it worked for my team, at least, because towards the end there, like, I, I never really learned. I was that kid when I was 14. Like, everyone else is doing nothing, and I get out, and I'm slamming shit. It didn't help that I sucked ass at hitting. So, like, I tried so hard to not be bad at hitting, and then I was still acid. So that's why I – took took up pitching because I couldn't swing.
2: Yeah. To be fair, when he says he set his helmet down hard in his in his bag, no, that was an example. There were times that I was flinging. Yeah, no, I was gonna say he most of the time he threw it. He yeah. he like he threw it. He like he wouldn't like chuck his bat, but he would like walk up to the fence and like kind of give it a good toss at the fence.
0: Tell so you know what, there were times if I struck out, you know, you're putting up a Golden Sombrero game, that dugout stood no <laughs> chance. <laughs> that bench was taking a beating. Yeah, it's I've, funny now to look back on it and laugh. Uh,
1: I feel like I got unlucky. It's not unlucky. Like what I'm about to say here means no disrespect to the coaches I had, but like, and obviously, like look at me now. There was no way in hell I was gonna make it big leagues. Like I am not in ath- any athletic shape. Like I was not that talented. I but, got a funny
0: story for after you.
1: Okay, but like I, I felt like I only had one. I don't want to say legitimate because I feel it feels like I'm like talking bad about the other coaches that I had. But like I only had one legitimate coach, for two years and then he stopped coaching because he was just getting old and like he w- he was the coach where like you get yelled at but it was one of those like you're gonna get better from this like it, it's it's a it's tough like yeah. and I I enjoyed that because like when I had a bad outing like he would like get upset but like I got better from that and I I missed that and then once he retired again no disrespect whatsoever I mean they're probably not gonna listen to this I don't talk to their sons anymore but like, it just – it didn't mean much. Like, and not only that, like, when we had the actual legitimate coach, we had, like, six pitchers. So, like, I wasn't getting thrown out every day. Like, I legitimately have, like, a schedule where I'd pitch one day and then I wouldn't pitch the next game, but maybe the next one. And they were four or five days apart.
0: And even when we were younger, uh, you know, I don't know how long ago it was that they were doing that to you. It would say, like, 11 years ago you like, were 10. Like, if you have a coach nowadays – that's throwing a 10-year-old kid out there every single game. They're going to get their ass chewed. Like yeah. there's so much that has been learned about keeping like arm care and keeping your arm healthy that if someone did that now, it would be like all hell would break is, loose. Is this
1: still a thing that like kids and like people are having Tommy John surgery a lot earlier now, like in high school? Yeah. Because uh, of this
0: yeah, I had a few of my old high school teammates that went to college. They were a year younger than me. They went to college. There was like three or four of them that went to college to be pitchers. And their freshman year, all but one of them tore the UCL and had to get Tommy John.
1: That's wild.
0: Yeah. I've seen some stories of people in high school or great, like late grade school or something where if they're planning on going to college, they'll just get preemptive Tommy John. like They don't even have anything torn. They'll be like, oh, I'm just going to get it and sit out a year. And then that way, whenever I go to the next level, like I won't be at risk. Makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, to
1: I that. was gonna ask that. Like, obviously, things can still happen; you can still get injured. But like, once you get Tommy John surgery, does that kind of like, quote unquote, stop that problem? Or mm, I, I don't it, know. I don't know what it does. I don't
2: think so. Because I want to say Ben Joyce, like the dude that pumps like one hundred and six consistently. I want to say he's had it multiple times.
0: Uh, yeah. So it doesn't stop the process because they replace the ligament. So whatever wear and tear you've built up on that ligament throughout the time that you've had that, depending on if you've uh, had Tommy John or if it's the one you were born with, then like it slowly gets like more and more damage, more and more use. Like if you take a care of it, obviously it's going to, it's just like anything. It's not going to uh, get worn out as, as much, but whenever you get that new surgery, then you slowly like build its way back up, build its strength. It's uh, like elasticity or whatever. And then once you start back up, it's like it's a fresh one like you've never thrown before. So there's some people that come back from Tommy John throwing harder because their yeah. arm is more healthy. But I it doesn't it definitely does open you up to uh being healthier or longer, but it doesn't completely shut the door on injuries. But my funny story to you earlier made you think of that or made me think of this because you were like, uh, I wasn't going to or anything. Just the other day, Cole was like Cole shit on baseball just a little bit ago. Just the other day we were I watching care. baseball, Cole goes, Yeah, man, I wish I would have played baseball. I definitely could have went to the MLB.
2: Yep, I was, I genuinely like, I was just watching the game, I'm like, damn, if I actually, like, cared about it, I could have, but, obviously, not realistic, but.
0: Okay, sure, and if I could deadlift 450 yeah. pounds, I could throw 93.
2: Yeah, so, obviously, it was not realistic, but I was just thinking, at the time, I said, so, my, au- if I actually cared and put the work in, because I never did, I never cared, I, I cared about baseball up until, like, fourth or fifth grade or so, and I'll get into that later, but. I cared about it, and then I just kind of stopped, and I never put in the work after. Like I never went to any hitting coaches to get better at hitting. I never worked out to get stronger or anything. So my arm is pretty ass, and my hitting, I I'm a it's good hitter. I'm a good hitter, but I'm a singles hitter. Like I'll go up there, I'll hit. I could hit probably 350, and I want to say last year I hit about 325. Yeah, for varsity,
0: 325. You're like a 330 slugging. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> all of my hits were single. I mean, I can't. I can't say
1: anything because I was like I was in the league where like you pitch, but everyone bats. Like even if you're on the bench, so yeah. like people compared me to Lance Lynn because I was pretty accurate as a pitcher, couldn't sh- swing for shit. Like,
0: yeah, hey, I was. I was in that same boat. There was no there worry.
1: was there was one game, and Cole, you can get back to your story, but I roped a triple down the left field line, and I was just like, basically the same form body. I was just chugging my ass around the bases, and everyone was going crazy. I get to third base, and he goes. If there's a pass ball, don't run. You need to catch <laughs> your breath. <laughs> Cause That's th- funny. In, in the league, there's a lot of pass balls, so you yeah. would steal home often. Yeah. But they're like, just don't mm-hmm. run. And then, luckily, like first pitch, the the next guy like roped a single, so I just mm-hmm. trotted my way home. Yeah, so. Nice. It's but everyone, e- even parents are coming up and like, and like they changed teams and we're like, you hit a triple. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, for real. I, I felt the same way. Like there was like one year randomly towards the end of grade school that I just hit the shit of the ball. And it was like the year before I was okay. Then I went crazy and in the last like two or three years. I sucked ass. So then I got into high school and I was pretty quickly telling all of my coaches, like, do not make me hit. It's going to embarrass me. It's going to embarrass you. I'm I, I'll pitch and I like, I'll help out. Like I'll do some field work, you know, I'll do the book, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. But like, I swear to God, if you make me hit, like this is not going to look good on any of us. Yeah
1: anyways cole sorry
2: okay so going back to what i was saying like you look at my frame i've it's not obviously i'm not big at all so i couldn't throw because my my, i like Troy said i have a noodle it's a bad arm and then like you said 325 average 330 on base like slugging slugging my bad i every single one of my hits last year was a single except for one i had one double and that was it but i'm a very good field like fielding the ball i'm I'm an outfielder. Still. Defensively, yes. yeah. Yeah, I, ve- I was very good defensively. Which, sorry.
1: Honestly, going back to your batting, like easy top of the order, get on base, like that—that'd that, be perfect. Techn- I was—he was,
0: was more of a nine here. He wasn't. He wasn't the <laughs> okay, one. Okay. So,
1: so double lead <laughs> off. That's, leadoff. that's a double yeah, leadoff, second lead off.
0: Yeah,
2: I was actually put at the that's nine. what
0: I got told. But I just sucked as a hitting, so I was just like, <laughs> yeah,
2: guys, like come on, I'm in the nine spot. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. you worry. Yeah, but I was put at automatic the, K. I was put at the nine spot, and so I'm. I would say I'm. Pretty decently fast. I'm very good defensively. I can read the ball and all that. I just couldn't throw, and I couldn't hit like hit the ball very hard. So like I feel like if I put in the work, I was thinking, and lifted weights and did all that, like actually cared about getting bigger, I th- thought I could have been a decent ball player and then worked my way up. Obviously, I don't. Which, not I, realistic. I
1: have I haven't known you long enough, but like when you said that, the mental image that was in my head is of a ball just squeaked to the fence. I can just see him throwing it, and then it's just a dribbler to the cutoff. Just because you said you couldn't throw that hard. There were um, so many
0: times where I would be at his games last year, and he'd be in like shallow left field. I'm like, not oh, shallow. come on, cool. I know what you're
2: talking about. Not shallow.
0: Well, not necessarily uh, any specific throw, but he'd be like in left field. And I'd be like, oh,
2: god, him, cool. Let it
0: fly. He comes throwing it home from or throwing it home from left field, which is not a super long throw, depending on where you are, and it's like a 14 hopper. It's just like it, at the like by the time it's there, it's not even a hop. It's rolling. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? We're not throwing a bowling ball. Like, get it in, man. <laughs> coaches all the time were like, what are you doing? Cut it loose. And he's like, I
2: am. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never, since, like I said, since I didn't really care at the time, whenever we'd go to our practices and, like, warm up, me and my throwing partner would actually, like, we're supposed to have, like, a f- 10, 15-minute throwing routine. Me and my friend or my throwing partner spent, I would say, a good three minutes actually throwing the ball and the rest just, like, doing dumb shit. So I never – and that started, like, freshman year in high school. So I never, like, grew my arm strength and ever, like, even high school – or senior year, my arm was ass.
0: Yeah, uh there's so many times where – not necessarily even baseball. Like, I'll do anything. Like, I play intramurals here, like, whenever I get the chance. I played flag football. I played quarterback, and I was – I've never played actual football in my life. I've, like, gone to games and watched a lot of games and stuff. But I go out there, first game of the season – I'm tossing tutties left and right. I'm just letting them – I'm slinging. I'm like, you know what, man? should have played football. I, def- yeah. I definitely like, – I could play football.
1: You're bringing up intramurals. I have a bone to pick with you frat boys because it takes the fun out of someone <laughs> like me who just wants to get in back into a game for the love of it. And I'm just getting – like, I, me and my buddies joined the basketball intramural last year, and we played probably the easiest opponent, and we still lost by six. And we're like, if we're playing Sigap, we're getting doused by forty points, and it's not even gonna be close.
0: Don't worry, we were playing Sigap and getting doused by forty points. Like hey, this is this is the other guys? Like we're, yeah, like, you know, I mean, were. I mean, we like we'll keep it close, but like we're not the ones that are like the powerhouses that you run into. Like oh god, we gotta play them. Like
1: yeah, but still like.
0: But yeah, I, I get give, what you're give
1: saying. Give us, give us non-frat boys like some love. Like, let us win a game or
0: something. I wish that they would just have like two, like the two best teams just play each other, and then everyone else would actually like act, play for yeah. something. Because then it feels relatively even. Yeah, but it, it's the same. It's with every sport. Like, I'll play pickup basketball. I'll hit a few threes. I'm like, I could definitely be in the NBA. Go, to, I go to play baseball. I'm playing catch, and it's like I'll, I'll uh, throw like a bullpen. And I'm like, dude, I'm throwing gas. Definitely like some They're calling my phone. Tigers. Tigers need some pitching.
1: Where's I, the scouts when you need them? <laughs>
0: yeah, real, I threw ninety five one bullpen. Just the cameras weren't on. Not actually, it was off about like ten miles an hour.
1: Okay, and I nuked ten home runs in my eighth grade year. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, I was off by ten miles an hour throwing one hundred and five. Oh. Yeah, Ben Joyce style. But
1: did you get Tommy John?
0: Uh, maybe, maybe. Might have to. Maybe that'll actually help me get that extra oomph. Maybe if I wanted to, you know. Throw one
1: hundred and ten this time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Realistically, though, there are times where like I've thought about it, like you know what, maybe I am gonna try to start playing baseball game. But I'm like, nah. Like I, if I wanted to say hypothetically, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna work my ass off. Like if this was like last year, two years ago, like hypothetically, I'm gonna work my ass off. Two years from now, like let me try to like walk onto the baseball team. That I feel like that would suck. Like if you're a, like an actual walk on, walk on, I feel like that's just not fun
1: there's just so much that change I I don't want to say changes but there's just so much in each like sport that we're talking about that like if you miss like a couple of years you're gonna be behind even if you like bust your ass like you're saying and trying to get back into it you're just gonna be so far behind
0: yeah and uh if you're a walk-on on on a big team especially like a college baseball team or a college football team basketball maybe because they don't hold as many people you have maybe an opportunity but you're there's 40 guys, 45 guys in a roster, only nine guys on the field at once, it's definitely not easy, especially because, like, with scholarships and whatnot, like, some of these guys are good, and they're getting paid. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm good. I'm getting paid to do this, and I've been this my whole life, so I'm used to it. You take a few years off, and you're like, let me try to walk on. You're You're paying to play the sport. You are taking away time from your classes, which obviously all the student athletes are doing. You're taking away time from your classes. You're paying to play, and then you're the 15th guy off the bench, like, that's not super fun when it's super time-consuming as well. That's part of the reason why I was like, okay, like, I say hypothetically that would be cool to do, but I, realistically, I don't think that it would be that enjoyable.
1: And I, I think it's tough, too, to try and keep a positive mentality during all that. Um, I was talking to Donovan today, mm-hmm. um, and we are just kind of talking about the situation, like, situations. And it's like, nowadays especially, and we're just going to talk about this now, but with that COVID year, everyone has a um, – extra season of eligibility so obviously people are going to use that like athletes going to use that and obviously coaches are going to run with the success players like oh you've been here for four years you've shoved all four years we're going to use you for that fifth fifth year so it's tougher for these younger students and younger athletes to actually like get some playing time and it's hard to keep a good mentality during that and I think um, if you do keep that good mentality that'll definitely show up and like that'll have put you in good favor um, for your coaches just Having that good mentality, so, but it is tough. Like being the seventeenth man on your death chart, like death chart.
0: Yeah, and I I know that our senior year of high school is when COVID started up. Like our baseball season got canceled that year. So I mean, I wasn't playing in in college or anything. So I was like, all right, doesn't really affect me. But I some of my teammates were going on. I'm like, well, this kind of sucks for them because what are what are they gonna do? You know, Mm -hmm. because it's you're coming into the season, you've got that you're bringing back you literally your entire roster and now you're new. Like what makes you be like, I'm going to beat out one of these guys for a spot, which like some of them did. So congrats on them. Cause like some of those guys were talented, but it's not easy. And then especially you, those, uh, the incoming freshmen, like from when we were seniors in high school, like we go to college, they'd already been offered. They'd already signed. But then you have the people below us, like in between us, our age and Cole, that's difficult for them because then it's like, okay, we already had a roster of 45 guys. We're bringing in 10 more freshmen. And we're only losing five to ten guys. It's like at that point you don't even have to recruit. It's like yeah. how how is it? Is there going to be roster spots open for like these young guys?
1: Which, I mean, transfer portal. Yeah, like, and and granted that goes both ways. Like you're losing guys, you're bringing guys in through the transfer portal. But still, like that that changes so much in every sport that has it.
0: Yeah. Whenever I whenever I came here freshman year, I was like, I I, I miss baseball because it was one of those where you hadn't played it in a while, and it was you felt cheated like out of your senior year, like everyone got that last like our age got that last part of senior year just chopped off for him so I was kind of like all right you know I, I'd sort of come to terms with it but then after one semester I transferred back home and I knew some guys that played for like the local JUCO like local community college like a lot a lot of guys from our school went to play there and then some of the guys ended up getting cut for grades and like other issues so I had an opportunity like they asked me hey would you be willing to come play for us like we need pitching and like the coach wants to see you throw so I went through and they're like oh yeah like you could but I was like Whenever I transferred back, it was the second semester. I'm like, you guys have been doing summer workouts, fall workouts, playing fall games. I'm like, it's February. Your guys' season starts in a month. Like, what makes me think that I'm just going to be able to just pick it up and start playing at an okay level and then also deserve playing time? Like, why would I spend these last however many months getting myself into shape to be able to play and then not actually even get any playing time because everyone mm-hmm. else is better off than I am? And then after the semester's done, I'm transferring away again. Like, I'd spent a ton of time. So I was like, it's just it's not even worth it. Yeah. So it was definitely uh, I feel it's just with any sport. That's one of those like I, it's, it makes you realize how much work those people have to put in.
1: Absolutely. It's
0: unreal. And even some of those guys that are like, like with like just the natural God given talent, it's it's like, holy shit, like you realize how much of a different level they're on. And then now that we're at the age that people our age are tearing up college or professional leagues, it's like, holy shit, like this guy's my age and I'm, I'm out here just playing playstation yeah four like, days a week and then this guy's out here hitting 30 bombs in the mlb betting 300 and he's my age it's yeah, just crazy
1: exactly like seeing jordan walker he's 20 years old mm-hmm. just absolutely crushing i'm just like eating some potato chips on the couch watching him just smash. <laughs> like mm, could
0: have been me yeah for real and then you see like in especially the nba because baseball you have like a little bit of time and then college or football you're still in college but watching the nba you see these one done guys like you got guys that are Last like, last year, LaMelo Ball's a year older than us. He was making an all-star game. I'm like, this guy's one of the best NBA players in the league right now, and he's only a year older than me. And I'm like, it was unreal watching him play at, like, one of the biggest stages, and I'm like, like th- this is crazy. Like, I, I know guys that are his age that are still in college, and, like, there's just, like, you know, I'm trying to live my life, you know, have a good time, and he's just tearing it up.
1: You, you bring that up. Um, I don't watch – I don't know enough about soccer, but, like, NLS is one of those leagues that, like, bring up those 17- and 18-year-olds, yeah. and they play on the big squad, and – um, St. Louis City SC, and this is why I'm bringing this up, they have an 18-year-old. He literally scored a goal on Saturday, and then he had a test in high school for, on that Monday that he was studying for on Sunday.
0: That's crazy. Like,
1: you, you're going you're going to score a goal in the, big, in the big leagues, and you're like, oh, time to take this calculus exam.
0: That's wild, because, like, when you play professional sports, like, you're professional. That's your job. Yeah. But that's insane that you're in high school, and you're playing... In a professional league on TV in front of thousands of people, and you're like, oh, guys, I have algebra later on. That's like yeah. when people make those jokes about, and Matt, like whenever you see these players in high school, like imagine after a tough day of algebra, you got to go guard LeBron James your basketball game. But imagine literally being like, oh, this guy's a professional currently, and he's studying for my algebra exam, and then like, I'm going to see him in class tomorrow, and then tomorrow night, I'm going to see him on, on TV playing in the MLS. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Oh. I've never. Never understood that. Like it's, it's like I mean, obviously there's not much to understand, but it's like one of those you don't wrap your brain around because those people feel like larger than life. So then, whenever you see them, and they're not like you, almost expect them to be like ten feet tall, like you can't even like touch them. Yeah, it's just unreal. But definitely a different uh, topic for us today. I know normally we're talking professional sports today, and you know, a lot of a lot of personal experience.
1: I kind of want to know what Evans is like. Obviously, he's not here. Like that, yeah. that 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 would have been a you know.
0: Evan's talked about it uh, to me a little bit. Like, when he played basketball in high school, um, obviously being from Indiana, the big basketball state. So, every, everyone loves it. Your teams are always going to be really competitive. And he's from Indianapolis. So, he And he's told me some of the people that live nearby. And like, he's got some really – like, one of his neighbors is was the starting point guard from Miami this year.
2: And an- I want to so. say another one of them was a different D1 player, too. I want to say multiple D1 athletes in his – yeah, I don't remember
0: league. who it was. Um I don't
2: remember who this second one was.
0: Yeah, I don't I off the top of my head, I can I it's I'm yeah. drawing a blank. But he was he was on his basketball team in high school, but he was towards the end of the bench. Like his coach would put him in late game if it was like a, okay, they're gonna foul, we need free throws, Evan, you're a good shooter. Go out there and free throws. Or if it was like a late game and they had like a center out there, be like, Okay, Evan, go out there, we need some shooting in case we need someone to hit a three. So he said that Ev- Evan knew his role, so he, he worked on shooting a lot, but then also in practice, like he was that he was out there busting his ass trying to push his um uh, trying to push the starters and make sure everyone's going out there giving it their all. And he also talked about how he really likes the way sometimes coaches will pull the starters and if they're not trying yeah, and then we,
1: we talked about put this, the bench yeah. warmers
0: in because yeah. then it lights a spark like lights a fire under their ass. So I mean I haven't heard like any stories like super funny experiences or whatnot like we've all been sharing today. But a little a little rundown for Evan there.
1: Yeah. I kind of enjoy these episodes more because, mm-hmm, like yeah. we we like we came in today, like nothing really has happened in the past week that has been like noteworthy, I and mean, we've we've talked about them, and one of them happened today, but like this was a laid back episode.
0: Yeah, I know it's nice having these laid back, especially because every episode before now, it's like okay, we got this sport and this sport and this sport and this league and this sport and this league, and it's just events on events and just things so many to talk about that it feels like we need a four hour episode to cover them all adequately. And now here we are, just about to hit the hour mark and. It feels like we've really not touched on anything a ton. It's just kind of like telling our own experiences, which yeah. is which is fun. Yeah. I like those.
2: One thing we can't touch on the Sacramento Kings, baby. They're on top of the that world. That is true. Right now. Sacramento, proud. I'm a Kings fan, and that's because in 2017, I was. I'm so I'm a North Carolina fan too for basket for uh, college basketball. And my favorite player ever from North Carolina is Justin Jackson. And I said wherever he gets drafted, I'm going to be a fan of. Just so happened to be Sacramento, which at the time. Probably the worst franchise to have been like chosen, or to have chosen, and now we are currently up two zero on the Warriors, which is fucking awesome because the Warriors came in as probably the favorites to win, which sounds crazy as a six seed and in injuries and not having a good year, but when you have that much experience and all and like the talent that they have, and I would say the depth because like coming into this, the, their depth is pretty good too. But so far we're up 2-0, going to Golden State tomorrow. I think we I think we sweep them the series with Draymond out this third game, and then then being up three zero, that I don't think that they think they'll have a chance. So
1: since you just brought him up, let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Draymond Green and his uh little stomp.
2: So. As a Kings fan, I want to say biasly that DeMontis Sabonis did not grab his leg. But when you watch it, he did. Now his, like, the... I don't have... I can't think of the word right now, but he didn't... I don't think he meant to. I think it was accidentally. Inadvertent. Because inadvertently. Yes. He inadvertently grabbed his foot. And that's because earlier in the game, he had been hit in the face. And so he was trying to shield his face and just so accidentally, like, wrapped his arms around him, around Draymond's ankle, which then caused Draymond to think he's, like, purposely grabbing his ankle and stomping on him. I don't. I agree with the ejection. I don't agree with the suspension this game. But as a Kings fan, like I said, I'm not going to complain because that just allows us to win.
0: I've seen a few videos where it was a. Dylan Brooks was getting his leg grabbed earlier in the season and he was kind of fighting. It was the same situation where guys on the ground grabs his grab didn't grab his ankle, but grabbed around his knee and Dylan Brooks trying to get loose. He's kinda of like thrashing a little bit. But he wasn't like he didn't jump the way Draymond did and kinda of stomp on him. Dylan Brooks just kinda of slowly leaned and fell over. Yeah. And if Dylan Brooks is doing that, I feel like he's a pretty antagonistic, like not necessarily dirty player. But he's- people are saying that if he's if he's doing this, like this this is a correct way. Like you could have easily avoided this.
1: I also, uh, I, I obviously didn't watch the game, I'm not a basketball guy, but <laughs> the video of Draymond just like, I've seen the argument on Twitter, like he was just ch- trying to grab, like get his balance. Yeah. Like you can see him like get up and you just, like, can, yeah you stomp can see, down. Yeah, you like, see him
2: raise his right foot very high and then stomp on it and then use Demont Sabonis' chest as like a launch pad to get, like to jump away.
1: That's that's the shit you see in WWE, yeah. just like stomping on some guy's exactly. chest to walk over him, like exactly.
2: So I, from a Kings fans perspective, I agree with the ejection and the foul call on Draymond, and then the foul call on Demontis, but I don't like the suspension because I don't think, I think w- one or Draymond's reaction was just caused from what Demontis said, what Demontis did. And DeMontes didn't mean to do that, so I don't mm-hmm. think there should be a suspension at all. Yeah. I think it's kind of dumb.
0: I know Cole was up in arms. We were watching it yesterday, so I was I was planning on talking about that just to get his reaction. But Evan texted me this about the Kings. He said, because Evan's a Warriors fan, he said I don't he wasn't able to make that up. He said, I don't need Cole talking shit about the Warriors to me either. And then it sent a laughing emoji. So he's just messing around there. But he said that these Kings this year remind him of the 2014 Warriors. Maybe not the championship team, but the pieces are definitely there, the chemistry is there, the hunger's there, the fan base is fantastic and he thinks that if they get either one of the next two in San Francisco, the Kings take the series without a doubt.
2: Yeah. I I'm not going to lie. I think we already take the series no matter what because the Warriors think they've got it. Because we because we guaranteed won these two at home. I think we guarantee win the two that we have at home later on if it is to get to that point because we are the the warriors are the worst team in the league on the road and we have seen them choke away a lead in game 1 and then in game 2 just kind of like lose their spark later on too and let the kings just start continuously pulling ahead and i think that would happen in game 6 and game 7 as well but I think in Game Three we don't even lose because Draymond's not playing. Does okay.
1: NBA do two three two as their series? Yeah. Hmm.
0: I, d- I thought they re- they switched it to uh, two two one. two one. That would take or, way too no long. sorry um two, two
2: two two one 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 yes that's what the NHL two, that two, would take way too long one. though because they they take because thr- uh,
0: they give them rest days I know but they, I think that they maybe do it for like the finals or something.
2: They might do it for the finals, but it's two games. Every whenever it's. When it's home games for the Kings, it's a game Sunday and then a game Tuesday. Now it's – now our game is on Thursday. It's two days in between now. That's, or I messed it up, something like that.
0: I, I think, think 2 to one 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 is the best oppor- – this is, like,
2: the best choice.
1: Why is there, like – such? so do they play every other day or is it every
2: – So they play every other day, but when it, they switch home team or switch arenas, it's an extra day you in between. One, yeah, yeah, one traveling. travel day. Yeah. Hmm. So I think it would take too long to do that. Does the MLB do that? I don't think they do. I think the MLB is two three two as well. I I don't know. I'm thinking about it right now. i like I can't really
0: picture where these games were being played at from last year's playoffs.
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't know. I mean,
1: the NHL like they're playing every other day. Even like when they tra- like change, like your travel day is your off sucks. day. Sucks. Like, so that's, that's, that's why I'm kind of confused because I yeah. watch NHL. But
0: I know, I know, damn. Damn well that the way the fans reacted earlier in the year when people, when Sacramento introduced the beam for every time they won, everyone's like, dude, what the hell? They're never even going to turn this thing on. I saw countless memes. Now there are so many people that just absolutely love it. And the way the fans are reacting in Sacramento, I know damn well that no team wants to go to Sacktown and play the Kings right now.
2: On Google Maps, I believe the beam is a location. And when you look up like a description, it says a place of worship. That's no way. That I want to. See, I've seen that somewhere. I don't know if it's Google Maps or not, but I it saw m- it. Might have been like I saw it is edited a, or something, but It could have awesome been. It but is. I saw it's a location that you can actually go to, and it is a place of worship.
1: No, that's I don't
0: crazy. Wait. Now I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up but, Apple Maps. I'm yeah. scrolling all the way over to Sacramento. Yeah,
2: so I, I I just looked
1: up the beam, and it immediately tries to autocorrect to the bean in Chicago. I was like, I don't care about the bean in Chicago.
2: But going off what sucks. So like you said, it could have been edited. I don't know. I've just seen that before, and going off of. What Evan said, I don't think we have the pieces because when you get to the championship, as we saw last year, the Celtics were the best offense in the league and the number two defense. And then the Warriors were like a top 10 offense and the best defense. And you saw the Warriors win because defense is the reason you're going to win that championship. You need to lock down or lock up your like the other team superstars. We don't have a player on that team on the team right now except for Davion Mitchell. And he comes off the bench. So when you have the starters out there and the other, and obviously like the superstars for the other team, if we are to make the championship, whoever that is, say the Celtics, Davion Mitchell, he's too small to guard Jason Tatum. You got Swiper. He's not good defensively. He's not that good. He's not elite defensively to like just go out there and lock someone up. We only have Davion Mitchell. We are the 24th ranked defense in the league. So when you get to a championship and you need like that guy, that's not a good. Exactly. And you need that guy to go out there and lock someone up. We have Davion, but like I said, he's too short to guard Jason Tatum or Giannis. Or if they are too so what do you put on him? Sabonis? Exactly. If you do, Sabonis isn't good defensively either. That's why I'm thinking you give us one more year. In this offseason, we have a lot of money to save up if we get rid of two players. I don't know their names right now, but we have two players that we could get rid of. And we get a lot of money back. We go and spend that on a defensive guy. On like just a, th- a small forward to start, who can just lock anyone what up. About
0: Keegan Murray, you think Keegan Murray is up to that challenge? If you say you run into the Bucks, you think they're like, Keegan, no. you got Giannis.
2: He cannot do that. No, he's a sharpshooter and like occasionally, like will get a block and a steal. But when I'm th- I'm thinking this offseason, we go out there and get a guy like Pascal Siakam or OG Ananobi, a guy that can just lock up whoever the hell they want. And then next year we just run it back, and I think that would be a championship team, honest. Honestly, I could see it. League.
0: That's a dangerous squad because we have the because
2: we have the number one offensive in, in the league, and then you switch Harrison Barnes for Pascal or OG, Which offensively, if it's not the same, it's even better than Harrison Barnes. And then defensively, it's ten times better. I think that just would push us into the championship if we are not to make it this year, which I don't think we will.
0: I mean, I don't know. Crazier things have happened. You never, you never know. I guess we'll see. But yeah.
1: I've got bad news. What's that? Hmm. Looks like it was photoshopped because I just looked at the arena yeah. and I didn't see anything on Google Maps. So. That's so tough.
0: That's just quite unfortunate. unfortunate. But maybe, maybe people will start to worship the beam, and it has to officially be listed. That I guess we'll see.
1: Someone but should definitely like apply it as a, like a location, like yeah, a file for it or something for
0: sure. Get it to be like a state landmark. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome.
1: One of the wonders of the world.
0: <laughs> so, uh, before we ended, anyone got closing thoughts?
2: This is a good episode.
0: It was. I like this.
2: LeBron's getting number five this year.
0: You think he's winning another ship?
2: Yep.
1: Is this his last run? Kind of like his like um, last dance. Like that, I guess is that the term I'm looking for. He'll
0: play for at least another. He's playing I've, two, th- two, three years. He's how many playing?
1: more? How many more years does he have in his contract? Is this his last year? Two. Okay.
0: He two after it's, this. It, it works it out perfectly because his son will be six. in the NBA or will like his after his freshman year. He's projected to be drafted, and then LeBron's contract would be done. So hypothetically, people he, say whoever Bronny gets drafted to, LeBron will sign there to play with him.
2: Just for one year.
0: He could I play don't. longer. I, hasn't he said he could play till he's 45?
2: LeBron says, he, I want to say LeBron said he wants to. LeBron wants to play till he's 45. I think his prime will like because I think he's still in his prime. Honestly, he's just he's only gotten better, and I think this will last four more years, and then after that, that's when he'll start declining. And I, I so I think his championship window is still open for three or four more years, but depending if they have a team good enough. And it's not because I, I won't lie. He's not good enough anymore. To Can't say good enough because I just said he's in his prime. But, like, he's not. carry a team. Like yeah, he carry can't a carry a team. team anymore because he's older now. His body's worn out. Yeah, He could play 72, 72 games 10 years ago and carry a team. Nowadays, he's playing maybe 45. Yeah. So he's not, like, available enough to go out there and carry a team. So I think if he has like the right pieces around him to help him in these next few years, I think they could he could still get a championship.
1: This is a dumb question because this would be a you know, we're in sports marketing right now, Troy. This would be like a dumb marketing move to not do it. But like, would the team that drafts Bronny really want to sign LeBron James when he's in his forties? Like I said, dumb marketing move if you don't, because you're gonna bring in so much money if you like when you do. But, like, logistically, financially, like, is it worth it?
2: Yes, because this is in two years. LeBron is 40 then, I don't think. And right now LeBron's averaging 28.5 with 8.5 rebounds and 7.5 and assists. In two years, that might drop off to, like, 25, 7, and 7. So it's not going to be much of a drop-off. If, if you're drafting Bronny, Bronny's projected to be a lottery pick. So those teams aren't going to be that good, and if they're not that good, usually they don't have that good of a player. If you're signing LeBron, he will be your best player, most likely. So you get LeBron and Bronny, and then with a bunch of young pieces, I think a team like that could easily make the playoffs and possibly go to a championship. Depends how everyone else
0: plays. I think they absolutely – they're they're going to do everything in their power to sign LeBron because, like Cole said, he's still playing – like, he's possibly still in his prime. He's still putting up, like, potentially MVP numbers. This isn't like Evan said this last, last week. It's not like it's Paul Pierce and the Clippers. This isn't the last leg of a retirement tour where he's just trying to get his, his love from everybody. LeBron's still going out there, and he's still putting up, like, damn good numbers where it's like, is he the best player in the league is still a very good question. So – I mean, unless there's just some astronomical drop-off, like next year when Bronny's about to get in the league and people are like, holy shit, LeBron's averaging 12 points and three boards and two assists, which I absolutely do not see happening, then there it, it might be a question at that point. But if he... Unless we see some drop-off, that's just unprecedented. I, I They have to sign him, I think. I think that it, it only makes sense. And then you're in prime position to to get him. Like you, you know he wants to go to you.
1: Yeah.
2: So over the last... Since he joined the Lakers, he... He started out averaging twenty seven and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half. Then he went to twenty five and a half, ten and eight. Twenty. F- now he's and then in 2020, 2021, he averaged twenty five, eight and eight. Last year he averaged thirty six and eight, and then this year he averaged twenty nine, seven and eight and a half.
0: Wouldn't he have won he's the scoring s- title last year if he wouldn't have been hurt?
2: Uh, I, yeah, no. I, I, actually, he might have. Yes, I don't I mean,
0: know. I thought he would have,
2: but I don't know. I think I, I want to say I remember seeing something like that. But also I don't think he did though. Yeah. He would have.
0: I think it, yeah, I think it was like towards the end he had the opportunity, but I don't I don't know if he actually would have or not. I wanna say he did, but I don't know.
2: Over these last five years you can see that he just like has kind of only gotten better. He went from like a scoring facilitator to mainly a facilitator to now like, oh shit, now that my sidekick and A D is consistently out, I need to ramp up my scoring and he did that by going to thirty points a game and twenty nine points a game. While also averaging still eight and a half assists, I think he will be able to maintain like a superstar status the next like four years.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So,
2: so wherever I can see it. So wherever Bronny goes, I think they will be willing, like, oh, LeBron's out there knowing like wanting to play with the sun. We have to sign him because he will be our best player. He will bring us to the playoffs and give us a chance at a title. So Is there is there a cap? an nba or is yes, it yes there's a salary cap yeah i think you get three max contracts which is like i don't know how much money i want to say like
0: yeah i don't know I've, I've, i th- i i want to say it's like 50 a year 50 million a year
2: it maybe it could be that that sounds right i want to say that's what it is and that's like you get three of those and then like the rest of like
0: and then like you can sign much everyone much. for to like minimum deals yeah. after that so you could hypothetically go over it like if you need to fill out a roster you can sign a player for the minimum which is i want to say for like veterans like 1.15 and for someone that's not considered a veteran, it's, like, 800,000. Okay. So, I think with that ending it today, like we've been saying all the time, love these types of episodes, great episodes. If you're stuck in, sticking with us to this point, appreciate you listening. This has been the Crescent Sports Report. Shout out the Crescent. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Crescent Magazine on Instagram. Crescent Magazine 1 on Twitter. And UE Crescent Magazine on Facebook. Signing off. Crescent Sports Report. Peace.